Today's episode of Digging the Crates is brought to you by Scratch Pro Audio, one of the UK's leading distributors and retailers of DJ and vinyl accessories, including brands like Innofader, Stokio, Zomo and Record Runner, the world's smallest portable record player. To find out more, go to scratchproaudio.co.uk. Digging the Crates. This is Digging the Crates. I'm Vice Beats. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 6 of the podcast, brought to you by The Find. An aspect of Digging the Crates is that the interviews are from various times. This time round is the oldest interview in DTC, which was recorded in 2015. But as this is the last episode of the season, we wanted to end with something special. The interview in this form has never been heard until now. Today's guest is often cited as one of the originators of hip-hop as we know it today. Having developed drum sampling for the genre, his unique production style has become synonymous with classic hip-hop. We hope you've enjoyed Season 1 of DTC, and we'll be back in the autumn with Season 2. This is Digging the Crates with Marley Marl. And now for our feature presentation. All right, here, here we go. Right now, you know what time it is, baby. My dude Vice, I go by the name of the legendary DJ Mark Lemar. I don't care who's first or who last, but I know that y'all just better rock this at the drop of a dime, baby. Marley Mall, how are you? Good, good, good. The legendary DJ Marley Mall. You know, it's a lot of fake Marley Malls out there. We got to make, <laughs> make it clear. The original. <laughs> make it clear. That's what's up. How are you, man? I'm good, thank you, man. Yes. But you you weren't originally Marley Mall, though, were you? No, nah, I was actually Marvelous Mall and the magic mixer of disco sounds because hip-hop wasn't even out yet. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I was I was hot chopping up them break beats and you know making people dance early early on. I got a whole lot to give, so I'm a giver. Little at a time, new trails are blazing. Action is in effect and always stays in. Yeah, just like a shot from a cannon. I am the man in charge and I'm planning. A jam strong enough that it can lift your soul. I'm the originator and my rhymes are made of gold. Once you hear the capital A, rap it'll stay with you for a while. It won't go away. So over time, I mean, you've been involved in so many different projects. Have you had any other names where at any point you thought, actually, you know what, I'm going to change this again? Yeah, I was New York City Cutter before Marley Mall. I used to do songs with um, Tough City Records before, and I used to put out little, like, scratching records before I was even, you know, before I even became Marley Mall. Or I was an alias, you know, before I got famous with Marley Mall. Digging the crates with Vice Beats. The defining moment which everyone knows about is the, the cut that you created, the breakbeat for the bridge. With that, did you who did you find was the first person to adopt the technique that you created? Was there anyone specifically that you found, hey, that's what I did? I mean, they was doing it, but it wasn't in hip-hop. Okay. You got to think of it. Like owner of a lonely heart and stuff. They were sampling, but it was that wasn't really, that wasn't for rap. You know, that was for, you know, for regular music, just like they were sampling in AEIOU. I was an intern at Unique Recording Studios. That's where they made AEIOU. That's where they made um, all electronic Arthur Baker sounds which came from there. And they were sampling all those samples. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so it was already there, but nobody was doing it in hip-hop. So I was the one that brought the element from 
streets that we used to love in our hip-hop early on, I brought that element to the rap music, you know, by, by sampling the street beats, the, the, the stuff that was hot in the streets before rap got hot. And that's what I went back to that catalog and started sampling those those records because that was the essence of what we love. And that's what it is. A cool brother by the name of Gas. Face brothers made you get loose. They were sound with a brother called Cousin Bruce. They used to jam in the center. You had to pay so you could enter. Go to the door, get frisked, just in order to get in. And if you wasn't from this town, then you couldn't fight and win. But every time they had a jam, they couldn't get no peace. So that's why the jams out there in the park, they had to seize, cause you was in the bridge. seen so many eras of hip-hop over time have you had a favorite time within your musical journey that you've had so far um i would say i like the early 90s when the 90s was over it got a little it got a little fishy out there <laughs> got a little stale. yeah 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 it's been a long time i shouldn't have left you without a strong rhyme to step to think of how many weeks shows you slept through Time's up, I'm sorry I kept you Thinking of this, you keep repeating your mess The rhyme from the microphone solo with So you sit by the radio and on the dial soon As you hear it, pump up the volume Because they wasn't following the blueprint no more I knew the newer guys that was coming out Felt like they didn't have to follow the blueprint Because they saw us create a blueprint And thought they could create one too But it didn't really stick like that You know, you know, you gotta look because That time that I mentioned, the early 80s uh, Late 80s into the you know 90s that that's that era that's that era that everybody can't get out of their bones you know kids are dressing up back like that again it, it's, it's crazy i'm seeing kids on the train in new york city with fucking high top fades hey where we at <laughs> straight back to it you started off with the the traditional since and different kind of kit that now producers are, as, are coming back to and aspiring to use and so on again. I mean, what's been your, your favorite right. piece of equipment to use over time? You've tried so many different things. Well, right now, uh, I use Reasons right now. I use Reasons and Record. I stack all my samples in there. You know, it's really quick to use. I got a, a controller. I, you know, I make beats with that. Run through a nice um, sound card and make it sound really good. But um, I like Appleton. I, I I try everything. I do Appleton seminars. I do Reason seminars. I, 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 anything that comes out, I like to play with it, mess with it, and just see what it could do for me. Because what it's about, the equipment's going to come out. You have to find out, and you have to make the equipment do for you what you want it to do. That's how I do it. You know, I adjust the tools to make it work for what I need. When You know, sampling wasn't made for being hip-hop like that. It wasn't made for break beats and, you know, it wasn't made for that. But believe me, I needed it to do that and I made it do it. <laughs> I know you're going to dig this. You've always been someone who will respect and prided yourself on having those exclusives and so on. I mean, with the, the future flavors, Sean, right. how did that come about? And I mean, is that is that something where, do you, do you feel like that was kind of a, a changing point within hip-hop radio? It was like a changing point in hip-hop and within itself and radio too. I felt that, you know, because we, we was on Hot 97 doing Future Flavors. And then, you know, they they, they, they got rid of us. Yeah, we went on the internet. Yeah. Future Flavor Network. Now, guess what? 
we streaming before anybody thought about it. <laughs> Another innovation. <Yeah. laughs> Another technical innovation Marley Marl brought here because nobody was doing that. You get what I'm saying? Nobody was doing it the way it is now. And we took it straight to the internet. Yeah. We, we used to have like 350,000 people at one time logged on at, at a time. So it was really big. And, and what was great about that, we had our own freedom. And that opened the door for internet radio. You know, everybody buying these streaming companies now, they, they're about 10 years too late with it. You, you get what I'm saying? They're 10 years too late with it. Because we, 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 we innovated that. We were streaming Future Flavors Online while we was on Hot 97. They didn't even have a streaming. We was only streaming our show. They, didn't, they wasn't even streaming the station. So ahead of them. Right, so we was ahead of them. So, you know, now they're jumping on it and putting all the money into it. And we, we did that, been there and done that already. He's just as good as good can get. And if you can't take him out, homeboy, don't fret. The man Molly Mall just can't be taken. So go ahead and try him if you think I'm faking. If he ever wants to lose, I think they paid him. But nothing in the world could make me trade him. He's known throughout the country from land to land. And by the whack DJs, he's a wanted man. He doesn't have to try hard to do his best. The reason why I wrote this record, because he cuts so fresh. On that front of more the DJ inside, how have you found that technology's changed that element? Because, I mean, it has changed it so dramatically like, yeah. the last few years. Do you feel that it's strengthened or weakened the scene? I think, you know, the funny thing is that's connected to the story. I was on an airplane, and the guy was in front of us. He turned around and said, hey, are you DJs? And I, I you know, sometimes I, I block it. I say, no, nah, I'm not. I don't want to talk. You get what I'm saying? I don't want to explain. Yeah. All right? I don't want to explain. So sometimes I say, no, no, no. He said, well, I heard y'all talking. I said, but we got a gig. He's a rapper, so I'm sorry. He said, yeah, but my friend's a DJ. You know what's so funny? He, he, just, he made up a DJ name, got, some, got, got a program, and started putting stuff on the internet. Now he's in Ibiza playing. So I say all this to say that technology makes it easy right now for somebody to say there's something, and they can learn the program. Yeah. And it's not, a, and I told this, I tell this to everybody, it's not about how good you are technically these days. It's about how good you are on that program these days. You get what I'm saying? If you're nice on the program, you can outdo somebody else that's not as nice as you on that program. <laughs> right. So you oh you good on the program, so that, that could make you a better producer. So well technology can make you better. Yeah. And, and and what it's doing is opening doors for, for people who I wouldn't ever think would be making records right now. Um, another quick story. I was in a I used to go to Fresh Air Fund in the States. That's the program where they take inner city kids out of neighborhoods and the ghettos and bring them to the country to a white person's house and, and you see how you know you see a different way of life and maybe it can change your life. But I started when I was five years old I was in that program. By the time I was eight they took me out of the program because the family loved me so much I became part of their family upstate. In upstate New York, right? And then I wasn't going through the program. They were just sending for me every year. Until I got like about 18 and I started DJing and getting famous. But when I went back to them after 21 in the limo, and I had a lot of, you know, in the limo, they were surprised. But the funny thing I say all this too is because now the son of the 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 boy I, that was my age that I used to visit and go up there where is my friend Jonathan, now his brother's son makes beats. And I, I would never think that the fever would hit the countryside way up there. Yeah. 
It's like Saratoga, New York. It's nothing hood. Yeah. It's nothing, nothing. It's, it's, it's woods, it's deers, it's, it's, it's beer in the fucking woods. It's like that type of shit. But he called me up the other day talking about, hey, I'm working on Ableton. I was like, I dropped to the floor because, wow. Right, right. How universal it is. It, 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 it went full circle. Like, this got to be 40 years later. Yeah. That I, you know, I, if you ask me, Hip-hop could save the world. Nothing else can. Hip-hop can save the world. And I, I could quote that because everybody in wars around the same age, basically, they have a form of hip-hop in their blood. If they was out on the field and there was some hip-hop bumping in a, in, out in the field in a war somewhere, and there was some hip-hop bumping, both sides would be like, yo, is that us or them? Because everybody loves hip-hop. The first station to play your stuff, it sounds like it was almost by accident, was Kiss FM. How did that relationship expand? Because is that Arthur Baker that that happened through? It probably was because I was on his label. And, you know, they probably had the promotion person running out there. And ironically, the funny thing is I first heard my record play on Kiss FM first in New York, right? But then I went on to BLS, the competition, later on and, and tore <laughs> Kiss FM down. <laughs> That's appreciation. No, not appreciation, but it just just so happened. And you know, they they decided to do rap, and they put Red Alert up against us. You know, and, and they put a Red Alert and Chuck Chill out yeah. up against us. And you know, and we had some fun back in the day. Hip and hop is intelligent movement or relevant movement. We selling the music, so write this down on your black books and journals. Hip hop. Culture is eternal, run and tell all your friends An ancient civilization has been born again It's a fact, I come back Every year I'm the strongest KRS, Molly Mall, yeah, we last the longest Let's go, I come back Cause I'm not in the physical I create myself, man, I live in the spiritual I come back Through the cycles of life If you've been here once, you gonna be here twice So I tell you, I come back Cause you must learn too, hip you've worked with so many different vocalists over time as a producer do you prefer working on instrumental elements did you prefer working with vocalists uh, I prefer working with good vocalists I don't I can't tolerate a bad vocal session it gives me a headache uh, if a person can't sing and they can't do the harmonies and and they think they're singing good um, and it's that off key that, that's like a headache for me some rappers and in rap sense if you can't rap better than me and I'm not a rapper I can't sit through it and, and where's the punchlines where's the so-and-so you know that's why you know that's why a lot of the rap that's out right now is like you know I could do it I could I could I could rap like that <laughs> but you know from the other days like I, I can't rap like rock him I couldn't do a Big Daddy Kane. I could do a verse now that I, you know, that I knew, and I heard the song, and I'm familiar with it. But back in those days, I couldn't be that that quick and swift, and nice with the pen and nice with the microphone. So I admire good MCs. I admire great singers and good singers, female and, and you know, male and female. I, I appreciate good talent. I don't appreciate people who think they're talented because they're on the internet, and they think that that's what it is, and they and they come in the studio and they crap. And the internet got the world fucked up. 
because a lot of people think they are something that they're not. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to sing in front of the camera, now I'm a singer. I'm going to rap in front of the camera, now I'm a rapper. Right, right, right. Facebook fame, so that, that, that fucked the world up. Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Ed Cool J with the triumphant comeback. More But tonight, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants. Foot suffers and fear. Making the tears rain down like a monsoon. Listen to the bass go boom. Explosion. Overpowering. Over the competition. I'm towering. Wrecking shot. When I drop these lyrics that'll make you call the cops. Don't you dare stare. You better move. Don't ever compare. Me to the rest that are all get sliced and diced. Competition's paying the price. How does it feel now making music compared to how it did back in the early stages with it? Do you feel there's still as much passion with it? Yeah, there's a lot of passion. I have the, my, what drives my passion right now is technology. Yeah. How can I use this technology to make it make it do what it do? You know, so that, that inspires me to go and make music. If I could find a program or a piece of equipment that I like, but it, let it be the Akai, you know, the MPC, the new one, or let it be Ableton, anything. If I find something I like, I might stay up all night playing with it and take it to its limits and, <laughs> and see how far I could take it. You, you get what I'm saying? So uh, it's a challenge sometimes. I, I'm, I'm with all new technology as it comes. If there's any technology people out there that got any new products, Molly Mall at AOL.com. Get in touch with me and send me your product, and I'll definitely give you a, a full, a full blown out what it is about it. So you you mentioned about that side of things, and I mean on the on the traveling front, you've been traveling for years. How have how have you found that it's changed in that sense? I mean you and Craig G and in all sorts of different forms. Have you found that as an artist that you're treated differently over time? Has it changed in that way? You know, it's funny because in the States it's a different story. In the States they're kinda like they don't educate themselves on the music that comes from there. You know, I notice when I go abroad I go, you know, come to Europe or Japan, they know about the music more than the States do. And that's another thing that, that kind of messed the movement up in the States because the kids think they can do it themselves, so they don't have to refer to whatever was done before. But that kind of kills it because KRS once said it the best. You don't know where you're going unless you know where you came from. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? So if you just if you just dive in a pool of water and don't know what direction to swim, <laughs> you might be swimming your ass out out and fucking to the ocean further thinking you're saving yourself because you don't know where the fuck you came from. You get what I'm saying? So I noticed that in the States. So when I go abroad and other places, they know they're more like smarter about. So kids will come to me and say, hey, you use so-and-so, so-and-so record. You sampled that. I was like, wow. <laughs> and I forgot the name. I'm not, I'm not the sample lab you know i'm not the sample library guy if it sounds good to me i use it if it don't i don't care who made it or what it doesn't sound good i'm not gonna sample it period that's how it was with me i wasn't looking for certain artists i'm looking for certain grooves you, you know what i'm saying so and, and a lot of the records i sampled back in the day i don't even have anymore i'm not a record collector yeah i'm not I'm, I, I used to sample and go <laughs> get rid of them i'm not i'm not a record collector i don't dig i don't do that i just you know when i know of a good song I get get hold of it. I'm, I'm not gonna go dig for obscure things that everybody's finding the same shit and they can, yeah, yeah. And I'm not gonna have three of these copies because so-and-so sampled it. I'm not gonna do that. You know, peace to the people that do that, but you know, I'm not gonna do that. 
out of the new generation of MCs and producers and so on, are there any that you you feel like they've got it? There's something where you can see that future generations to come are going to look at those guys like they're looking at the original generation. Hell no. They're going to look at them people right now and be like, God damn, what happened? I, I, I really know because why are we stuck in the 90s? Why am I in the UK right now doing a 90s party? Because I, I'm happy that the music is so garbage out there because it gives me more work. <laughs> it gives me and my, you know, people that came in my, in my era. Look, the biggest tours in the States right now is old school tours. You get what I'm saying? Why is it like that? Because the current music is so garbage that... That opens up space for us to get money. Thank you. Like I say, any any new school, um, new school guys making records right now. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to keep making money because it's kind of it's kind of kind of fishy out there. <laughs> I remember when this was an exclusive club. Street niggas, muscle rappers, try and loot your pub. Extortionists, you know you can't afford to miss. Don't make a payment in your grave, you'll be forced to dig. And the labels, yeah, they encourage it. Food for thought now suffers from malnourishment. Take back for years, we don't make tracks for spin. Just that boom rap hip-hop, we stay practicing. Adding up, think about it, it all factors in. That quality work leaves you with sacks to spin. To take back for years, we don't make tracks for spin. I mean, do you think that it'll ever get to a point again like it was in the early 90s and before where there was that pinnacle point? Do you think that we'll have that again? I think it has to come with movements. You know, you have to notice because when it was all prosperous like that, it was movements. It was Wu-Tang. You, you get what I'm saying? Juice Crew. So, you know, it was like movements. So... I don't, you know, I, 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 I see movements, all right. Lil Wayne and them got a movement. Yeah, the Cash Money click, or, you know, they, they got a movement. And I'm sure that does well for the South. But for the core hip-hop audience, like, that, that want that essence and feel something in their heart, they're not getting it from that. And that's, that's absolutely, absolutely why we're on tour. Because we're giving, we're giving you something in your heart that the, the newer guys, you know, that's not giving you. They're not giving you that. Out of all the different labels you've worked with, have you had a label that you've enjoyed working with the most? You think, because all the labels, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah business, yeah. <laughs> business is business with the labels, man. What, 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 what's really shitty is like the, the, the percentage that the artists get and stuff like that. When, when the, you know, when the labels sit there and walk away with like 90% and then artists are like, like fumbling over 10%, and they gave you some money that they gave you. It's weird because if they give you a hundred thousand, your ten percent has to amount up to that a hundred thousand before you get a penny. But they get millions. Your ten percent that they give you has to amount up to what they gave you after they made a million dollars already. By the time your little ten percent makes grosses that little a hundred thousand, and the record company that made two million dollars before you seen a, pe a penny. You know what I'm saying? So that's the that's the downfall of it. So you know, with people, um, you know, with the internet and people doing their own thing, I mean, you could get a certain amount of success, which is good. Yeah. And that, you know, that's where that's where I see it. Where do you see hip hop going in the next few years? Have you you got a direction you see it moving? Um, I see hip hop going in in the states. Um, what I'm ha what's happening in the states? I'm starting to hear a lot of sound like MCs, like a, like a lot of sound like black MCs. You know, it, it, that, it, there's a lot of artists that sound like them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I see like them getting rid of the people and coming out with sound alikes, and that's what it's gonna be right now. And, and, and rap is not gonna be that. 
complex the way it is because people are going to sing more. It's going to soften up more because of um, because of commercial commercial success will soften it up. But they'll, they'll always be underground. They'll always be hardcore. They'll always be the rebel guy in the room making that beat that's saying, I don't even fucking listen to the radio. And, you know, <laughs> I'm making this because I just love my music and I'm just going to put it out there for people to like it. It's always going to be that. But I think the commercial aspect is going to go more singing. It's, 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 it, it has to get worse before it gets better, unfortunately. Get involved in the conversation. Use the hashtag BTC Podcast. like you're gravitating more towards doing the composition elements and doing more sample free elements and so on now. Yeah. Was that a conscious decision to move more into those areas or did you just find that it got like that over time? Well, kind of like that with time and plus, you know, like like I had a lot of sampling in my life. I, I did it, kind of done it. And I, you know, when I did the LL album, you know, I, it was a few lawsuits involved because that was a very popular album. <laughs> <laughs> so for that, that changed it up a little. But technology en enabled me to to not even go as hard on the samples because, you know, virtual instruments are incredible to me, man. I, I always knew it. I was an early believer of virtual because when I would, would have virtual kicks as opposed to drum machine kicks, virtual bass lines and the sounds that's in the virtual world as opposed to what's in the keyboard, it was blowing. It was blowing analog away. So I already knew that virtual is the future. And you know, that's why I'm, you know, I got on a virtual bandwagon too. I got some sounds coming out. Yeah. I got hip hop sounds coming out. Um, I got a, a, a whole sound package coming out for hip hop, uh, EDM, house, soulful house. I just got a whole thing coming out because I know that the foundation of good music and the foundation of all my good music I ever made was the drums. Yeah. And that's why I want to offer that to people to make records right now. And what about you, man? Where where do you think you'll be going in the next few years? What's what's the next step? Well, well this is what I do. You know, I run around do these tours. I'm doing a lot of um, colleges. I'm doing a lot of speaking at colleges now because now in America, they're looking at hip hop as American history now. Yeah. So kids are learning about it in, in colleges now, and yeah. I'm I'm in I'm in college books now. It's it's incredible. You know, my son told me he was in school. And there was a discussion on Marley Mall while he was in the class. <laughs> hey, my son, while That's in crazy. college, yeah. There was a discussion on Marley Mall because they look at hip-hop as American culture now. Yeah. It's American history. Yeah. yeah. And, and now, so they, they're keeping up with the times, and they know that kids want to know about it. So they, they're giving you uh, hip-hop history <laughs> lessons, and, 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 and you're getting scored on it. Yeah. So come on. That's so that's what I've been doing. I've been doing a lot of colleges, you know, I do a lot of sounds for um, documentaries. For instance, like I gave a lot of things for um, Nas documentary. Oh, this is another uh, another cheesy job that I have. Um, I do a lot of sound packaging for like the Step Up series. For, really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for the battle scenes. <laughs> but it's it's good money. But you know, I, I I do sometimes they'll send me a scene and be like, we need something da da da, and I I shoot them back something and they'll use it or not. You know. I got I got my stuff in a few step up movies, and I know yeah the step up series it it, it reaches the, the the suburbs. Yeah, it's the people that don't want to go in the hood and go see what dance is and all that. So those are suburban dance movies. Yeah. It's not so rough. It's not stomp the yard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I understand what it is because I live in the suburbs too. So I understand. Yeah. You know my neighbors love it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when the stars from the you know stars from that movie come to my house, my neighbors flip out. Yeah. 
So it's, it's definitely for the suburbs. <laughs> well, Marty, thank you for taking the time out, man. Well, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate the love. Thank you, man. And uh, good luck with the future and continue changing our scene, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know it, you know it. Drop of a dime, baby. You know, as in your father. So when you hear a death rhyme, believe that I'm the author. I grab the mic and make them CZ evaporate. The party people say, damn, that rapper's great. The creator, conductor of poetry, etc., etc. It ain't easy being me. I speak clearly so you can understand. Put words together like letter, man. Now that's dictation. Proceeding to my innovation. Not like the other MCs that are an imitation or an animation, a cartoon to me. But when I'm finished, I'm sure that you are soon to see reality. My secret technique, because I always speak with mentality. I put my title in your face, dare you to face it. If you try to come get it, yo, I'ma show you who's with it. So if you know like I know, instead of messing around, play like Roy Rogers and slow, slow down. Just give yourself a break, or someone else will take your title. Namely me, because I'm homicidal. That means murder, you some out the herder, another MC. Try to get with me, I'll just break them and make them and rake them and take them and mold them and make them hold up the peace sign. To find out more about each episode, including the tracks played, go to thefinemag.com.